Hey, are you signed up as a fan yet? Make sure you head over right now before you start this episode to realestatepodcastshow.com backslash fans so that you can be part of all the awesome behind the scenes stuff that happens with the podcast. Not just the stuff you hear, but actually finding out who is listening to podcasts for me is so much more important. I love hearing the stories behind you guys. So make sure you sign up so that you can take part in all the amazing events. The contests are going to be spectacular. I've got these incredible, incredible things happening. Travel, music, food, all the good stuff. Realestatepodcastshow.com backslash fans and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review when you can. I really appreciate that too. Five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Today, I've got a, another exciting episode of the podcast show, and uh, today's is going to be a, a bit of a, a mixed bag of uh, really great things because uh, um, it's basically almost all the things I love. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of real estate, it's a little bit of a community thing, and it's a little bit of a small business podcast. And, and usually, uh, those are sort of my three go-to podcasts that I do that you guys listen to. Uh, and, and I love that you, you know, make that possible for me. So today I want to welcome uh, someone from my own community here in the Danforth. And uh, I'm going to let him uh, sort of uh, explain who he is and what he does. But uh, welcome to the podcast, Theo. Yeah. Hi, uh, Paul. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, just uh, give a little intro about you and, uh, you know, what you do and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm a, I'm an Ontario native, uh, but uh, lived in Toronto for uh, over 10 years now. Uh, the Danforth has always been my home. Um, so I've been part of the community and my day job is as a double bass player with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. So um, that's been a really exciting uh, career and it's been great uh, living on the Danforth and just uh, there's actually quite a large community of musicians and artists on Danforth. Uh, so I'm proud to be uh, part of that local community. And, Absolutely. you know, lately, you know, during the pandemic, I went from maybe two to 300 concerts per year to, to maybe five or six. Wow. So um, that really, you know, led to the development of two other things I've been involved in. One is I became certified as a licensed mortgage agent. And the second is, um, actually that actually came from my music career is I actually became a knife sharpener and I run Danforth knife sharpening, which is the only, uh, Toronto sharpening shop who will sharpen your knives on the spot. Yeah, again, obviously, um, connecting with you through the community group, which is a lot of times the way, you know, these days, this is the way grownups uh, meet, we don't have the opportunity to meet in school like we used to back in the day. Uh, so where we meet uh, a lot of times is these, uh, you know, local groups, which are, again, just, you know, great for starting conversations. Uh, and then when I see someone that's got a couple of interests that, uh, 
again, I'm interested in, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just going to cross my fingers and assume that maybe some other people are going to, uh, you know, dig the conversation we're going to have, because uh, obviously, you know, when it comes to music, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of music. I've been playing guitar since I was 13, started on the bass, not the double bass, but the, yeah. uh, the bass guitar and uh, got my fingers all nice and strong for guitar playing. And then uh, I sort of went back and forth. But uh, again, musicians, um, so many amazing clients of mine are musicians. I've got uh, uh, so many people to thank for that kind of thing. So the fact that you um, obviously, yeah, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, a, a member of the Toronto symphony, that's uh, no, no small task. So um, let's start off with that, uh, that sort of the origin of that. Uh, when, uh, when did you, uh, when did you start, uh, when did you get into music originally? Yeah, no, I was lucky. I was lucky to get into music actually uh, in high school at the age of 14. I started playing uh, double bass in grade nine. And, you know, basically the way it went is I showed up, uh, I showed up late to music class. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play the cello, but everyone yeah. else wanted to play the cello. And the teacher said, well, how about bass? You know, we really need a bass player. So I did that. And then, you know, as you probably know, everybody needs a bass player. So you know, True. the very next week I, I was gigging all over town, playing in, in the youth orchestra, playing for the choir, playing for the band. And, you know, uh, I was hooked basically from that point on. Um, you know, it ended up uh, to me doing studies in Los Angeles at the University of Southern California. Yeah. And, you know, uh, basically traveled the whole world. But, you know, I'm happy to have uh, come back to Toronto and uh, call it home now. Hmm. fantastic obviously yeah that's uh that's one of those professions music and sports that uh uh can take you basically anywhere that you you know that you want to go i uh i i definitely did not do um a lot of traveling because of music everything for me was local high school bands played a couple of bars and sort of for me it sort of just fell out uh after that but uh, still have the guitars and um, you know, still play when I can, but, uh, weirdly enough, as you, uh, you know, as you, as you get older and the family, uh, obligations kick in and life itself, it's, it's a little harder to uh, spend eight hours a day on the guitar. Like, uh, like I used to do in my, in my teen years and, uh, you know, had, had no, you know, had, had no second thoughts about it or no regrets. That's for sure. No, no, it's always, always really fun to do whether, yeah. uh, whether for fun or, or as a profession, really. As a profession, absolutely. And again, since you're, uh, again, since you're so good at, uh, again, keeping time and uh, uh, obviously, you know, being part of an ensemble, um, I guess there's a sort of a connection there with, again, being a mortgage agent. Uh, one of the things that I've always found is that some of my, uh, over the years, some of my strongest uh, referral partners and so, some of the strongest uh, connections that I've got in this community and, and around the province, just because that's how, you know, as you know, that's how this works. Uh, a lot of people, especially in the last two years or so, have been, uh, you know, moving a little further out of the city sometimes. Um, so those mm -hmm. connections to me, that's, that's sort of a different sort of, you know, ensemble where, you know, you've got, uh, you know, myself, the realtor, you've got mortgage brokers like yourself, mortgage agents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, you've got inspectors, and then you've got lawyers, uh, you know, doing what they do to sort of, uh, you know, wrap it all up together, so to speak. So 
so yeah so let's no. uh, i guess we'll sort of uh, uh dive into um mortgage and uh, obviously since i've got you here we can uh, we can talk about things like uh you know uh, advice for uh you know first time buyers and uh uh, what you're seeing on the on the mortgage front, because uh, uh, I guess a, a lot of us, myself included, were expecting an interest rate hike uh, and didn't yeah, see one. Yeah. So uh, what's your uh, what's your sort of what does your crystal ball tell you? Oh, gee, wow. A lot a lot to get into there. So, yeah. I mean, as far as uh, the certification as a mortgage agent, you know, I really was looking to do something that um you know, that could, I guess, be its own career or that I could combine with my job in the Toronto Symphony. And, okay. you know, the, the truth be told, I was actually considering uh, becoming a real estate agent as well. But uh, I have a, a two-year-old at home. He's almost two now. He was born during the pandemic. Oh, wow. And Congratulations. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, one of my greatest joys. Um, but, you know, I, I just couldn't see myself, uh, you know, uh, driving around doing showings. So, I wanted something a little more, uh, I guess, desk oriented as it were, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, I decided to go into the mortgage field and it was really, I mean, you're right that there's a lot of parallels with music, you know, because um, a lot of it is actually really about being kind of detail oriented, mm -hmm. you know, and knowing, knowing the ins and outs of, uh, you know, I guess how to assemble a file and then also how to submit it to a lender so that it's appealing and, you know, also, you know, kind of really looking at someone's situation and, uh, you know, figuring out how to best help them, actually. So, you know, that's really been the best part of uh, being a mortgage agent is being able to assist, uh, you know, a lot of friends and colleagues, actually, you know, both in, you know, refinances and purchases, actually, you know, I had uh, some colleagues of mine, they moved away to uh, Barry during the pandemic, and then they tried to uh, move back to Toronto. And that was that was a tough one too. Um, mm -hmm. They had a lot mm -hmm. of they had a lot of trouble finding a place, but uh, we did it, yeah. you know. And once again, it was a team, you know, uh, them, the real estate agent, and uh, myself, the mortgage agent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Again, the more I, uh, the longer I've done this, and 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 you know, I'm going into year 22 now. Um, the more I, uh, you know, realize that you know, there's uh, there's so much value in uh, you know, uh, networking and, 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 and being part of, you know, just, uh, as, as many, you know, being connected to as many of the, especially in, in my, in my own community, because I, uh, of course, I would always love for people to, uh, you know, have someone that also lives in the area besides myself to, you know, to consult with, because again, your own home ownership experiences, and, and this is like, you know, everything from, you know, what it's like being a homeowner. And uh, on top of that, you know, knowing the behind the scenes, because, uh, you know, you're part of that, you know, that that network of, of people like myself, who, uh, you know, we sort of see what's going on behind the scenes and can, you know, give a little bit maybe, uh, you know, additional advice along the way. Um, and then, of course, all, all of this connects as well to, you know, the other thing that you do, which is, again, very, uh, you know, none of the three necessarily are, are you know, like uh, uh, connected. If you were to see them randomly on, on a piece of paper, you wouldn't necessarily uh, put them all together. But uh, the last thing you, you've got is the Danforth knife sharpening. Um, and again, how did uh, how did that fit into the timeline? Yeah, so that kind of 
grew out of, um, you know, uh, interest with music and with woodworking, I thought I would actually try and make a double bass bow so I could play on it, actually. Nice. And, um, you know, basically getting into woodworking, you have all these chisels that you need to maintain. And I was trying to sharpen and I was actually pretty terrible at it. Um, so I thought, well, what's the best way to get better is to practice. And I don't have a, enough knives or chisels at home. So I thought, well, I'll just go on the local Facebook group and see if anyone needs their stuff sharpened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I said, who, who needs their knives sharpened? And then that weekend I had, uh, you know, probably uh, 30 to 50 knives in my garage for sharpening. Oh, and wow. I thought, well, wow, this is crazy. You know, I should, yeah. uh, you know, probably charge instead of doing it for free. And, you know, as I say, basically the rest is uh history so you know now i have uh, a faithful following of both uh you know local residential customers who walk in and um i'm usually able to turn them around on the spot with an appointment so you know just call or text and pop in and then i'll sharpen them and hand them right back to you and then i also have uh a sharpen for some of the high-end knife shops in town knife and cutlery shops as well and i also uh sharpen for many of the top chefs and restaurants in the city as well well, again, aside from musicians, which I know we have a lot of, uh, you know, actors as well, I, I think we're actually not so bad on the, um, you know, the chefs and the, the bakers and, uh, you know, all the people who make these delicious foods that, uh, uh, you know, that are tempting to all of us, uh, <laughs> yep. uh, regardless of the, uh, you know, the, the, the pandemic and, 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 and wanting your comfort food and everything else. But um, so, yeah, I, I can see a lot of people, especially in our groups, because uh, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, good, uh, uh, good cooks and, and great chefs and, and people in the food business. Uh, several of my clients in the neighborhood uh, uh, have little side gigs as well. One, one of my clients is a, uh, uh, she makes uh, custom cakes and things like that. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so this is, again, this is obviously one of these areas where, and again, there's lots of them. Um, but of course, because we're both, you know, sort of Danforth, uh, Danforth locals, uh, it helps to talk about, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, for sure. You know, I mean, to tie it in with, uh, some of your earlier questions, I think, uh, you know, first of all, with regards to the, the pandemic treats, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I've definitely been uh, indulging as of late, you know, with this most recent uh, change in restrictions, and hopefully mm -hmm. those will end soon. So, um, uh, you know, the places like the Toronto Symphony are able to perform live concerts again. But, uh, you know, I was joking with my wife and I was saying, well, we made it this far without any excess pandemic waking, you know, mm -hmm. now is definitely not the time to start, <laughs> you know, and I was, I was saying this as I was eating a box of cookies the other day. Well, you know what, especially because, uh, again, knowing the cycle of people's lives, because I've been through it, I've got, uh, we've got a 12, almost 13 year old and a 16 year old. Uh, but I remember when they were, you know, one and two and, and, and the early days, you, uh, uh, you know, you, A, even before the pandemic, I felt like we really couldn't go too many places because it was, you know, just myself and my wife. Uh, you know, yeah. sort of doing all the heavy lifting. So um, even back then, I remember us sort of being in a pandemic of our own, um, you know, just watching endless amounts of Grey's Anatomy on, on DVD, 
uh, back yep. when Netflix sent you those actual DVDs. <laughs> that's that's where yeah, we yeah, got hooked the, on. And then of course late night, late night late night nachos. Uh, you put those yep. two together, and uh, yeah, you, you you're burning them off for a two year. You know, two years after that, you're burning stuff off. So it's uh, uh, again no regrets at all. Love 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 every moment of you know that part of my life. Um, and, and the fact that I get to do this, which is, uh, again, meet with you guys in the neighborhood, eventually virtual, eventually, you know, back at the coffee shop and back at the bars, um, you know, lots of catch up drinks, uh, as I've been saying to yeah. everybody who I've, uh, uh, haven't been able to, uh, you know, to share a pint with, but, uh, um, eventually it'll go back to, you know, I hope, uh, those days where we're just sitting out on a patio, not, uh, you know, without a care in the world. And, uh, I remember those days so clearly now those things, school fundraisers, my wife and I were talking about that last night, how much we miss, uh, just those little things that were just, you know, such a normal thing. Like you, you almost took it for granted, but you didn't. Cause you know, you, you, you know, that there's, you know, there's only so many. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, just uh, the last point on that is, you know, I think it's important to have, you know, both uh, if you're looking for a property, it's important to have a, a realtor and also a mortgage agent in, in the community who, like, you know, know the ins and outs. And for people, you know, who are self-employed, I think it really helps to have someone who understands kind of what the nature of their business is. So, you know, it can help them structure that application in a way that the bank might look at it a little bit differently than, you know, if they walk into the branch on their own and ask for a loan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great, great tips. And of course, I, I always want to make sure that uh, before we leave, I'll, I'll have you uh, make sure that you uh, sort of uh, repeat or your um, or, or, or offer your, uh, you know, your contact details, your credentials so that people can, uh, you know, get more information from you, especially if they're going to be uh, moving with you uh, in this area. Yes. And again, I'll certainly be uh, doing my part to uh, uh, you know, help, uh, you know, introduce you, um, you know, into the conversation. And uh, just, you know, I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, that's what you do for a neighbor. And that's what you do for, you know, people in your community and, um, and that. So yeah, so what would be the, uh, I guess, uh, since we're kind of there, what, what would be the best way for people to uh, reach you for that kind of information? Uh, probably the easiest way would just be a simple call or text on my cell phone. And uh, I'll read you the number now, 416-827-0203. And once again, 416-827-0203. And you could reach out anytime. Uh, well, and that's for mor mortgages or knife sharpening, or if you have uh, a gig that needs a classical bass player. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I think that's going to be a very busy, if it, if it isn't already, it's going to be a very busy number for all the, all those three topics, because now uh, the way the, the way it works for me, Theo, is my podcast sort of give me my, my conversational database. So if anybody brings up any of those three things, um, or mm -hmm. even two of them, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, oh, you know what, you got to listen to this podcast I just did with Theo. And uh, uh, next thing you know, you, uh, you know, you might be, uh, you know, talking to them. And, and that's the whole point, this whole podcast thing that I started back in 2018, way before I ever thought this was going to be, um, you know, as, uh, as sort of uh, as, as big of a deal. Um, 
as it's become for me to connect with people because it's it's been for a long time almost the the only way and it's it's actually for a lot of people uh, a good convenient way because for a lot of people not necessarily in our type of work where we meet with people but uh, there are some people out there that just don't necessarily want the face-to-face just yet um, so yeah, it, sort yeah. of give, it gives that sort of buffer where you're, you know, sort of still safe at your own home. Um, and we have these discussions and, and they're great. And I, and I always say uh, this thing that we're doing here, it's the second best way. I'm never going to say it's as good as being in front of someone. And, and you know, you, you see the, uh, you know, you see the eyebrows and you, you know, you, you can sort of uh, the different inflection in people's voices, the, the stuff that happens in real life, just like with, you know, playing music. Um, you know, and, and I've got clients who are comedians uh, who are going through all this and, uh, you know, deciding or, 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 or talking about the idea of doing Zoom concerts, which yep. I don't know if you've yeah. done yet, but um, even without ever having done one, I know that for something like that, I, I just don't think there's a way to capture it, 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 there, there's some, probably some some portion of it, but having gone to hundreds and hundreds of concerts in my in my own life, um, yeah, I, I, I you know obviously I know the difference, and I do hope that uh, for your sake and for you know other musicians that are, are with you at the symphony that uh, you know things can go back to uh, you know at least somewhat normal for uh, for all of you guys in the, in the near future. Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree. I think, uh, you know, the audience is really an integral part of any kind of performance art, be it uh, comedy or, or live music, you know, or theater. And, uh, you know, it's tough. It's, uh, it's especially eerie, you know, playing, uh, we played a few concerts, well, several, many concerts, I should say, um, just for a completely empty concert hall. And then, uh, you know, it's weird to finish and then not have any applause. Eventually, we just used uh you know, an applause track just to have uh, huh, some, some kind wow. of cue, cue about when to bow and when to stand up. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's an eerie feeling playing, uh, you know, it's not into a black hole because obviously there's many people at home who are watching this, but uh, it's, it's different for sure. And, you know, one of the things I enjoyed most also during the pandemic was um, I actually played a few small concerts at home with my wife. She actually plays French horn in the Toronto Symphony, so we're a musical couple. Oh, wow. And we did these small concerts for, uh, you know, I guess, uh, nursing homes around the Toronto area. So we played them on Zoom, usually to a few, uh, you know, a few people, uh, residents of those homes. Well, what, a, what, a, what a wonderful thing that you guys did that that to me, that's that's heartwarming because, um, you know, uh, being being a part of our community, obviously, uh, a big part of it over the years has been. Uh, you know, working together with other people who who do things like that, people who do fundraisers. Um, mm -hmm. we, we had this really, really awesome, uh, you know, end of year. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, for for um, raising. Uh, uh, what am I talking about? Uh, food, a food bank drive. We we did a yeah. really big food bank drive at the end of uh, last year, and. Uh, and, and help provide thousands of pounds of food for the food bank. And uh, again, just what you just said there for, for the stuff that you did, that to me is what, um, you know, really needs to come through, especially when we're uh, talking about, again, what we do for a living and of course, you know, who we are. So uh, I really thank you for, uh, again, spending some time with me today, Theo, and, uh, you know, just sort of having a little uh, friendly neighborly chat 
Um, and once again, you're more than welcome to join me again for any updates that you might want to provide on um, music, mortgages, and or cutlery. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see what we can uh, talk about the next time we uh, connect. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much, Paul. All right. Thanks, Theo.